Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres are getting ready to wrap up their series with the Rockies. And our host, Mike Janella, knows that while the Rockies' home turf boasts one of the highest elevations in all of professional sports, he also has something to boast about. I've, I've eaten at the northernmost Denny's in the world. Alongside Mike, it's Randy Jones. Not a big fan of show-offs. If you did a nice bat flip and ran that fast... I still knock him down for flipping the bat. I just want really? you to know yeah. that. And rounding out the crew, it's Chris Ello. Not a big fan of bad umpires. Well, let's get it right at the beginning. Or at least let's get it right on the first reversal. Or at least get it right on the second. By the time you've reversed it three times, you've made yourself look bad. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Randy Jones, and Chris Ello. May the fourth be with you, everyone. Last night, the bats awakened, the Padres struck back, and they have a new hope of sweeping this series with Chris Ello and Randy Jones. I'm Darth Vader. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. Hello, gentlemen. And yes. with you. You know what nice. I like about this? Not a thing. If you guys say too much, force hole, force choke, shut you right up. My Darth Vader skills. Really? Yeah. Matt Kemp looked pretty good swinging that lightsaber last night. Ah, you're getting into the mold. I like it. Huh? I like that. And Brett Wallace. Brett Wallace going on. A little lightsaber action. Opposite field. I love that. Welcome to Padre Social Hour. Surprise! I'm actually Mike Janella. I'm not actually Darth Vader. It's May the 4th be with you, obviously, today. So uh, we wanted to have a little bit of fun. Mike Grace couldn't be here. I got my Princess Leia wig. But, uh, and I almost wore it because, you know, it's the closest thing I've had to hair in a while. Yeah, the force <laughs> is not strong with your hairline, so we have <laughs> yeah, to I like that it. out My for past, you. Though, it it goes really well with your tie, though, by the way. I appreciate that. I'm just not used to you wearing a tie after all these years. It's become kind of my theme on this show, believe it or well, not. Well, I understand that, but, I mean, I, you're thinking about Lori has to dress you. Well, Lori. The wife has to dress Anything you. good about me, Lori's responsible well, for it. You know that. That's the first thing I said when I saw you. I went, you know that. Nice. You guys are looking good. You're looking good. The Padres yeah, you too, playing man. good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Good. Uh, this is very, very warm. I don't know if I'll have it all show. <laughs> uh, it was tough being Darth Vader. I can see that now. This is a little difficult, so we'll see. Yeah. But uh, we've got a good show Try today. Try this phrase. This is CNN. No, we're not what? doing that. Or Isn't it the same voice? Everything the sun touches is yours, Simba. James Earl Jones. Too. Yeah. Yeah. What, a, what a guy. Okay. Um, all right, uh, join the conversation. Let us know if you're celebrating May the 4th. Uh, it's hashtag PadresSH. There's also the chat going on at Padres.com slash social hour. Uh, I think Colin Ray is going to try and swing by today. We're going to talk to good, him. Good, good. Love pitching. AJ Casavell as well. MLB.com beat writer will be coming by. We've got a lot to talk about, especially that game last night. I joked about it. You know, the bats awaken. That's a Force Awakens joke in case you guys didn't right. get it. No, we got um, it. They did, though, and uh, I was worried at the beginning of that game. Well, Cashner potentially melting were. down. No hit through three and two-thirds by Eddie Butler, of all people, but it worked out okay. Tell me, you guys, I mean, you guys were worried that you had to be at the beginning of that game. Well, too. of course. Any, anytime you get you know, down two or three runs, and, you, know, you don't know what's going to happen, uh, especially you know, Cash. And, uh, you know, but he, he made some adjustments to start, you know, you know, finding the plate a lot better, a lot more effective, uh, especially the last, you know, four innings. You know, very, very pleased with that. And, and maybe this can jumpstart him, you know, to be a little more consistent, and that's what he really needs to do. But, you know, like we were talking about, Chris, 108 pitches, six innings, 
That's a lot yeah. of work. That's two, that's a double header for you. Yeah, that's a pitches. lot of pitches. But thirty five pitches in the first inning and down three runs early and. I think, Mike, you brought up a, a stat. Andrew Kashner never won a game before when yeah. he was down three the runs. Padres so. were, or he was 0-20 in games where he fell behind by three runs yeah. or more. So, so he can't afford to do and that. that. Could and be he's got to know that. That could be an omen. Maybe, maybe we're going to turn it around. What, he's right. going to win the next he, 20 he, times he, he falls behind he's three runs? He's 1-0 no, 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 his last no one time that he fell behind uh, by three runs, right? You started now. I was really happy with the whole thing. It was a good win. Ramirez's play at shortstop, I thought, helped turn the tide a little bit. I mean, every now and again, a, a one defensive play like that can. can turn the tide of a game. And, you know, Colorado's got the lead, line shot. That's going to be a first and third situation. And Ramirez makes a great play at short, and that kind of turned things in the Padres' favor, I thought. The night before, all the double plays, he, this is what he's here for. Right. Everybody complaining about the shortstop defense last year. Well, this is about as good as it gets, the way it's been the last couple nights. Yeah, I really like it. it. You know, you get a couple of long balls like you did last night, all the difference. And that kind of, you know, you can stagger your runners, you know, runners in scoring position, whatever you're doing that night. When you're hitting the long ball, it uh, covers It was nice for the Padres, that. too, because they, they, they did all their hitting in two innings, right? They got the back-to-back -back home runs, and then they got the three-run rally, and they didn't do anything else right. the rest of the yeah, night. Like we said, but for a change, they, they bunched their hits together. And it produces a win. It's it's funny that way. They could have they could have had a seven eight hit game, but spread them out and not scored. No. And and the long ball, it, it that's a big little band aid. That helps a lot of other ailments. And that, we've really been saying not. that all year. When they strike out a lot, they're not hitting home runs. When they're not bunching runs together, they're not hitting home runs. Well, you get two bombs last night. That makes a lot of worries go away. And it you notice really who does doesn't important. hit home runs when they come to San Diego. <laughs> the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. They, 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 they just come down here to sea level, and they just have no chance. It, you know, and it's funny, too. Not to, I don't want to wake anybody up over there, but it's just uh, – you, you know. think they watch Padres Social Hour, the Rockies? They're no. watching it right now. Yeah, they got it on in the clubhouse. Hearsay. I don't want them hearing a thing. You don't even want to get. You, you don't know, even want to jinx anything. I don't yeah. want to jinx anything right now, but I, you know, just, I like our. Well, I'm going to jinx something right now and just say that Trevor's story has gone from the story of the year in Major League Baseball to almost one of the most easy outs in all of baseball. Two for four last night. He scored. Yeah, I know he had a couple. Yeah. He struck out again. He struck out 41 times in his last 95 at bats since he started the season on fire and took over baseball. So the league's so figuring him out, you think? What's, uh, what's, what's I have the, that feeling. <clears throat> what's the uh, league lead in home runs? Uh, Arenado with 11 and then Trevor Story with 10. And you're telling me that he's struggling? Yeah, he's struggling. He's I mean, there's a front loaded. He hit seven Are of the home runs in the first so four games. So at the, the baseball card at the end of the year, right? It's still going to say whatever he gets to. Know. They're not going to be able to fit the number of strikeouts yeah. on the end of that baseball card, well, though. They're, they're going to need probably three digits. Or that's confirmed. Yeah, easy three digits, I yeah. Agree with uh, sure. no, and, uh, spe speaking of not striking out, that was something else the Padres' offense did well last night, too. Only five Ks. They had 86 Ks the eight games before that, so more than 10 a game. If you, if you don't hit the ball, you're not going to put it in play. So a good thing for them last night. On the offensive side as well, took oh, advantage of a couple of rookie pitchers. I think the Which last you got to do though. That's absolutely well, you, you got to beat these yeah. guys, and especially the bullpen. You, I mean, you got to get into that you know Colorado Rocky bullpen and give yourself opportunities, and and you know, we we do that well, especially against Colorado. And then and on I the like flip that. side, Randy, I I love what the Padre bullpen's doing oh, right now. Man. I mean, they're turning they're turning it into six inning games right now. And I that's, mean, that's seventh, eighth, ninth inning. That's beautiful. That's what I wanted to see, and that, you know, now now we're seeing it. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm, I'm excited about it, that. As I mentioned a couple weeks ago, it was a strength. Then they started just melting down game after game. Now they're back. The last four games, uh, 13 and two-thirds innings pitched, 20 strikeouts, only one run allowed by this group. 
And I want to highlight, he's uh, our hero of the game last night because Kashner finally gave them a chance to win. The offense put them ahead. But then this guy, Kevin Quackenbush, comes on, and he struggled. Right. We'll be the first to say it. He's had a rough last couple turns out of the, uh, of the pen. But he comes out, throws the one inning. Once they have the lead, that could have been, if this was a week ago, then he comes in and probably gives up two or three the way he'd been going. And then it's, oh, Padres are down in the dumps again. Had the strikeout, didn't allow anybody on. I mean, that was a very important inning to slam the door once they got the lead. Well, and also more consistency from Maurer. And that's what you're seeing. This is the guy we wanted to see on the mound. And uh, he, he was struggling, and he didn't look really comfortable. But now, all of a sudden, he's turned it around. He looks really comfortable and confident. And that's what I've been wanting to see from him. So, um, eight innings is resolved. I but think. I'm a little disappointed in Fernando Rodney. I must what? say. Not with, his, not with his pitching. I mean, he's been fat. He's been lights out. But he comes on the show yesterday, yeah, he was and here. he promises you that the next time he gets a save, he's going to shoot the arrow. No, no, I'm going to give Fernando. Studio. No, I'm giving him a now because I asked. I said, "Hey, can that. you shoot it here?" And he was worried about breaking the the glass behind me. <laughs> he said, "If I shoot the arrow, the the windows are going to break." Oh. And I said, "All right." That's quite thoughtful. And yeah, that, and that, very considerate. That of is a little low too. Right, well, we were talking, <laughs> Seth and I, it had to be a real direct shot. It couldn't be his high-arching shot. It has yeah. to be a straight no, shoot. He could have high-arched it over the, over the stands and right into the studio. I don't know. Studio. That's a tough shoot. That's a tough well, shoot. Well, we got plenty so of I time. don't blame him. Uh, yeah, so Quackenbush and the rest <laughs> of the bullpen, Rodney included, and Maurer, even without the arrow, were our heroes of the game last night. Hero of the game is brought to you by the Hero Program, a new way to upgrade your home to save energy and water. Visit HeroProgram.com to learn more. I want to go back to Kashner real quick because watching the game on Twitter, it was incredible because it was kind of like how Twitter turns. First inning, everybody, <laughs> trade him. He's useless. Yeah. We've seen the best of him. He's done. Over the hill, get rid of him. Can't stand him. Then it slowly turns to, wait, is he actually going to get a quality start out of this? Wait, is he actually in line for a win? And then it finally turned the complete 180 to gutsy performance by Kashner. Got to give him props for hanging in there. He kept the team in. So let me ask you guys, were you impressed with the resolve or concerned with the issues we saw at the beginning? Which way do you lean more? I'll let Randy go. Well, <clears throat> I think, you know, for, you know I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated by that. I mean, you've you got to be able to make those adjustments a little bit quicker, I think, for cash. Uh, Two-seamer moving so much and trying to find the play, be consistent with it. It can be difficult, you know, but, you know, also a lot of times, I, you know, I, I think he's got to take a note. and he's, The changeup's really good. The two-seamer's really good, but I'd really like to see him maybe bring back that 94, 95-mile-an-hour four-seamer sometimes. I think these hitters are starting to get used to seeing that two-seamer in the, in the direction that it moves. And all of a sudden, if you get, get a little four-seamer, especially like a left-hander, mm -hmm. it's not going to tail back over the plate. You know, actually, like the two-seamer did the lead off the game. Blackman for the home run. Right. You know, when Blackman, yeah. You know lefty. You never throw a left-hander down and in. No, they love right that. that's where that pitch ended up. If, if that would have been a four-seamer, you know, and it stayed right there on the inside part of the plate, he doesn't hit that ball out. Yeah, so I I'd think like to see that if I could. But I like the way he made adjustments, the way he stayed with it, you know, and, and, and he pitched like the Andrew Cashner we want to see. And I understand After Twitter. The first well, they're frustrated. Yeah. They know how good this guy can be. We saw him, <clears throat> saw him pitch a couple of one-hitters a couple of years ago. Yep. You know, and we know that that's in him. 
You know, but he's got to come out, slam the door the first. And we've seen in baseball: once you exhibit a skill, once you've done Man. something, you prove it. It's still in there; just got to bring it out. Where do you sit on this? Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm really with Randy. I mean, frustration's the word. I mean, I think the team bailed him out last night. I mean, more times than not, if you get behind and struggle like that early in the game, especially at Petco Park with the Padres' offense, you're going to wind up losing that ball game, and nobody's going to be happy at the end of the night. So. Uh, offense bailed him out. Uh, Kashner cannot afford to start games like this. He had the bad start here against the Dodgers early in the season when they weren't scoring runs, and, of course, he lost that ball game. He, he, he frustrates me because I just think <laughs> he, should, he should just get guys out with his stuff. You know what? Trust yeah. your stuff and get guys out. Use your defense. I mean, yeah, he's, got the, he's got the ability. Amp it up. Maybe go 96-97 with a lot of fastballs in the first inning. Go ahead and beat him with the fastball that first time through the lineup. Right, use it when you can get 96, 97. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, we got a quick question coming in on Twitter from Friar Fever. Is Seth Foster dressed as BB-8 or nah? No, I'm Darth Vader, so Seth, of course, is my stormtrooper. He does my bidding. <laughs> and we get a look at Seth, I think. Yeah, there there we go. Oh He's got a stormtrooper helmet on. I can't see You better anything. take that off or we're never going to get to a you know, break. I know. <laughs> 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 and I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do after this hour. I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to buy yourself uh, maybe a Han nice. Solo. You're a Han Solo. I'm, you're a Yoda, I think. Oh, no, you're thinks. Yoda. Yeah. I'm running to the barbecue as fast as I can. You uh, are our Yoda, man. In partnership we with Sharp Mary Birch Hospital for Women and Newborns. We'll honor all nurses during <laughs> Nurses Night on Friday. A special theme game ticket package includes a limited edition Padres nurse scrub top. Tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. Colin Ray's here. When we come back, send us your questions. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We're back here in the AMR studio. Welcome back, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, we got Darth Vader out of here uh, on Padres Social Hour. It is May the 4th, so may the 4th be with you. And now we have, I guess, the young Padawan pitcher for the Padres, Colin Ray. You a Star Wars guy at all or no? No, not really. Uh, All right. That's why we took the costume (laughs) off. And now we're into the the Cholula hot (laughs) seat, so we're back to normal. I like it. I like it. Uh, Colin, I mean, starting the year in the big leagues now, obviously you had the call up last year, but that was midseason. So far, what's been different? What's been? Is it more comfortable starting the year up here? You know, more nervous. What's been the the run? Yeah, I think uh, starting in spring training, just getting out and uh, being comfortable with all the guys in the locker room. Um, from being called up last year, that definitely helped. And then, um, you know, it's been it's been a process so far this year. Um, we're getting there, just working with Balsley on the side in between starts, and just kind of sticking to your plan and. Um, you know, kind of going about your business, uh, uh, hard work and all that um, in between starts so that when it comes to that fifth day, you know, you're ready to go. Well, when you talk about the process now, you know, it, 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 the process I would assume is that is that good quality strikes in the strike zone. Right. That's got to yeah. be the process. Yeah. You know, overall, especially you with your repertoire, I mean, it's imperative. If you can establish down in the strike zone for strikes, you know, it's going to make maybe the whole pitching day a lot better. But if you start missing early, yeah. you know, 1-0, 2-0, and and that's when you find yourself getting in trouble trying to make that quality pitch when it's 2-0, and it gets a little bit tougher. Right, yeah, that's the biggest thing we've been working on, too, is just um, being aggressive early in the, in the count, early in the game, um, so that when you get to that first strike, you know, then you can expand. Rather than nibbling and being too fine, you can find yourself getting into holes. Yeah, and I'm not sure these hitters today are like the old days. You know, we, you had a pretty good idea who the guys are, you know, first pitch fastball hitters. I mean, you know who those guys kind of are, and you're careful with them. But a lot of guys, you know, let, trying to go deep in the count, 
And they're, they're not going to be aggressive on that first pitch. Yeah, almost nobody swings that much on the first pitch anymore. When got, someone does it, they're really got to know those guys. And, yeah. and they won't the first two times up. And then when you get to them the third time, wham. That's they, when they, they jump all over the yeah, first pitch. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's part of the process, too, is understanding your hitters and what their tendencies are. You know, and, and, uh, and that, they, that's I, a tricky part of getting them out the third time. Yeah, that's right. And I think that um, hitters today have such good plate awareness. They, they, you know, they know the strike zone. And, um, you know, until you get to two strikes, you know, you really have to make some good pitches. Yeah. Well, well they, know, they know the strike zone better than the umpires. Just ask them. That, that's <laughs> right? a problem, yeah. We see that <laughs> firsthand. Nope. Uh, we've talked about it before with, I think, Drew Pomerantz was on with you last time, right? right? Talking about all the scouting reports and the binders of information. Are you a guy that likes watching a lot of tape, like seeing a lot of stuff? Or do you like, you're more Randy, just get me out there and just yeah, pitch? Yeah, can you get TMI? With too much information? Too much information, yeah. I, I kind of try and simplify it a little bit. I like to watch video. Like to take a little bit from the the paper scouting report that Balsley and um, Bach and um, Casey come up with, but um, you know, just try and keep it simple. Not too much information going on. You know, you, you can't really think a whole lot. No strike, still strike, isn't it? I mean, yeah. right? That's yeah. never changed. Yeah, <laughs> no. since his playing days. Uh, a lot of injuries, obviously. Tyson Ross, right from the get-go. Robbie, we heard about the TJ yesterday. Robbie Earl and tough news. You put any extra responsibility on yourself to be that? reliable guy every five days with the injuries around you i mean maybe a little bit but i think uh it, it just comes with the, the team i well, mean i think with the and it's a it's a good thing that responsibility that pressure is going right. to motivate you more if you're processing it right yeah now if right. it's making you nervous and you turn it into a negative you know i'm probably going to swing by your locker and slap you, <laughs> you know? that's all right all right need a good yeah, pressure either either good makes good diamonds or bursts pipes right it's got to be a matter <laughs> of which way you do hey, it when you when you talk about you know when you go go we're talking about hitters now you're going to pitch them in a certain day uh do the shifts factor into how you're going to pitch some of these guys yeah i think that kind of goes into the scouting report because we know we're going to shift them a little bit so that kind of goes in the, with the scouting report too and Depending on the situation of the game and stuff like that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm wondering when you when you talk about that, and I haven't been involved in it. You know, are you, are you talking about where to pitch him or where not to pitch him? Little of both. I kind of I kind of like to um, stick to my strengths. Right. But at the same time, if if he's a good uh, you know if he's a good fastball in hitter, you know, and that's where his hot zone is. And try and stay away from that. Got it. Yeah. All right. I just I was curious about that because sometimes you you can get caught up, you know, where not to pitch him instead of you know where to. Right. You know, and that it's and just twofold in your in your mind out there. You don't need all that. Right. And it, and it goes. I mean, it can go both ways because you know if, if he's a good breaking ball hitter, but you have your good breaking ball that day, doesn't mean you can't throw him one. Right. Um, it's your strength versus his strength, right. and if yours is better, then why shy away from that? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. watching your spring training, though, I, I, I think, you know, not about your second or third time on the mound watching you, and, and all of a sudden I just thought I felt like a, there was a comfortableness in you out there where, you know, in your, own, in your own brain you really knew that, hey, I know how to get these guys out. It's a matter of executing pitches. That's right. And I you, see, you seem to take that out to the mound with you that day. And being a former pitcher, I, I caught it pretty quick. And, and I really enjoyed that. I like that. you, you got to have that. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. I think it, it just, um, you know, being around the older guys that have been here for a while, listening to the, what they have to say and stuff um, really helps. So, uh, and, you know, just being aggressive and being, having confidence in yourself every time out. You are still technically a rookie this season. Do you get any of the hazing or any of that from the older guys? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit, but. Um, I know, Cash is. Anything you can share hey, with Cash us? Cash is burying him. You know, Cash is just burying him in the clubhouse. I already, 
I was witness to that. Yeah, you, you saw know? it? Yeah. I kind of <laughs> like it. It's pretty good. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's right? good camaraderie. I'd probably say that. No, yeah. it's worth building. We probably can't use it on this. This is a family show, but I mean. Uh, we'll talk about it off the air, and then we'll filter it down and there see if we can go. actually make it on the show. Good call, man. Good call. Uh, last question. We'll let you go, Colin. Uh, the Mets coming in, four games set. They're obviously well known for their their stallions, their stable of pitchers, and Bartolo Colon. Uh, as a pitching staff, you guys, I mean, you're getting the ball tomorrow, right? Yes. Up against the Grom. So that competition coming in, what's that mindset for you guys as a group going up against this group that everyone seems to really rally behind as some of the best in the bigs? Yeah, I mean, uh, it just comes down to taking it one game at a time. Um, you know, we got a game today to take care of, but, you know, and then we'll start looking looking into tomorrow more. But it, it's exciting to, to face a pitcher like DeGrom, and, um, you know, he's obviously well-known, and he's done well over his, the last couple of years, and, it just makes it a little more exciting, and, and you know, you want that competition, especially a um, pitcher going against them. Um, you know, it, it makes it a little more fun. How, how good does it feel, though, when it's your day? You know, you, know, you get up in the morning, Colin, and you get up in the mirror, you're going to brush your teeth, and you look at yourself, and today's my day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's not a better feeling. Is that, is that where it starts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly I love right. that. Yeah, get the Colgate or the Crest, day. and, hey, we got a <laughs> ball game to pitch oh, tonight. I love that day. Let's go. All right, well, <laughs> good luck, Collins. A great start last time out. Uh, Thank you. Know, six innings, two earned. So, I mean, great uh, turn in the corner, and we wish you the best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Yep. All Love right. It. Thank you, Colin Ray, on the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Don't go anywhere. More Padres Social Hour coming back right after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Some morning Padres Social Hour for you as the Rockies and Padres wrap up their series. 1240 is the first pitch. Tyler Chatwood for the Rockies. Who's Already supposed to bring the uh, donuts and the omelets? All right, Bill Center, take it easy. Huh? Take it easy. <laughs> well, I... How about Shut Just up and take the look, nachos, all right? I'm looking out for us. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you some hot dogs here in a little bit. Um, Cesar us. Vargas still looking for his first win, but uh, has pitched great so far. and We'll uh, get to that in just a little bit. But first, wanted to talk to you guys. I want to call this the Things Ain't Like They Used To Be segment. Because i got a couple uh, things. The times like are changing. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, all a right. little bit. With Randy here, I wanted to really get into and the, the times were so much new. better back in <laughs> Randy's day. So first thing, I want. so I saw this yesterday. Uh, the Padres tweeted it out, and then this guy, uh, Blake Wagonseller, he's a, a junior, I believe, at Poway High School, and he wanted to ask his date out to prom. It's prom season, high school time, that time of year. And so he wrote to the Padres, hey, can I get a promposal on the video board during a game? Padres said, how about we do you one better? And they set up this scavenger hunt for him and his prospective date. And so he gave her clues and all kinds of stuff throughout the day. It ends up at the Padres game earlier this week, and then she gets escorted to her seats, and Blake tweeted out this picture of the entire pod squad behind them with the word prom written out on these giant letter cards, question mark, and he had flowers, and she was there waiting for him. She said yes. That would have really sucked but if you went through all that. And she that said, had to say I already got a date. <laughs> I could never pull something off like that because I would be so worried that the girl would say no. <laughs> right? That's like so worried. Uh, when you do the wedding that's proposal right. on the Jumbotron. Yeah. And some of those are always staged, you feel like. But that's a lot of pressure. You better make sure that she's going to say yes. Pressure, yeah, man. prom, I don't know. How'd you guys ask your dates to prom back in the day? Uh, just kind of, do you want to go to prom and then, you know, yeah. hope. During school, yeah. 
That was it's it. Pretty simple, right? I went to two simple. proms, actually. That's what most people go to. I went to. as a junior. Because well no we only had the one prom well uh, we had junior prom. and senior prom oh we had just the senior prom but I right I was lucky enough to go with a senior no. I, anyway I was the same way it was just at the lockers hey want to go to Do prom nothing like this kid I mean, no like Blake's play. making us all look bad though seriously now I mean our oh, wives yeah. are gonna watch this Randy and go why don't, why don't you guys you ever do that. anything <laughs> like nice like that <laughs> I mean I I proposed to Marie and I can hear Marie right now. I was wearing McDonald's when I asked her to marry <laughs> Seriously? Marie right yeah. now. Was, was it an onion ring instead of an engagement ring <laughs> that you slipped on the finger? French fries. Big man. <laughs> you beat me out, man. On our wedding night, I took Lori to uh, Jack in the Box. Whoa. So, right after the wedding. The drive through Romantic. Yeah. <laughs> drive through because we realized, we <laughs> went, you know, the wedding, the whole thing. You know, you're walking around. They're just married in the car and you're driving through. And we didn't eat the whole night. And yeah, so then we're you. driving back and we're like, God, I'm hungry. <laughs> a, a meal you'll yeah, never forget. Awesome. Memorable we night of your life. That's yeah. awesome. Those are called memories, man. They are. Yeah. They are. Uh, congrats, Blake and Natalie was the the girls' name. So we hope, hope they have a, have they a have fun a good time. time. Yeah. yeah. Might maybe get them on the show. See how how it all went down. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe we'll mm. see. Reach out to them. <laughs> Young love. I love it. Um, this is also a story I wanted to ask you guys about. So I saw this yesterday, and then it got updated today. So the Potomac Nationals and the Lynchburg Hillcats, Class A advanced Carolina League. They were going to play, and they had a doubleheader scheduled for yesterday from a game that was postponed from Monday. So they had two games. Then a storm wiped out the doubleheader yesterday. So they said, hey, we're going to play a triple-header today, Wednesday, because it's a first-half, second-half league, so you've got to have a first-half champion. And they weren't playing again until the second half. So they had okay. to get the games out of the way now for the standings. So everyone's, oh, triple-header, all right. Like, this is awesome. This is baseball. Let's do it. Turns out then today – all the powers that be conspired and said, no, no, no. We're not having our guys play a triple header. It was going to be from the fifth inning on of one of the games and then back-to-back seven-inning games. So now what they're doing is playing the double header today, the half of the game, then a seven-inning game. And then on what was supposed to be an off day for the teams on Monday, Lynch, or, uh, Potomac is coming back to Lynchburg on their off day for one game, a full nine-inning game, instead of the triple header. I just header. know that if they had the triple header back in your day, you would have asked to start all three games. Well, at least two of them. At least two of oh, them. Oh, yeah. Right? Is that Wilbur, Wilbur Wood on the other side throwing the, the knuckleball? He, he would have pitched all three all games. All three games. Was, I mean, are you guys are you cool with that, protecting the no, players, not, not playing three I'm games, or would cool you rather have had it. the triple header? I'm not cool with it. I think you play play three games. Have some fun with it's it. It's the minors, right? Have some fun with it. Even if it's the majors, have some fun with it. Everybody is too pampered nowadays, Randy. You know that. Yeah, but a triple header. Well, yeah, but you, did you say five? The first, yeah, the first five, game would have started seven. in the fifth inning, so you play four innings, and then it's a seven-inning game, and then a seven-inning so game. that's 18 innings. That's really mean, just two games. It, the Eight. game would start in the fifth inning? Yeah. Because it was a game that was stopped the, the night before. It was stopped in the fifth. Right. So they're so going to resume in the fifth innings. and then play a seven-inning game and then another seven-inning game So that's a total that. of 18 innings, which is a that total of two simple. games. Yeah. You could have done that. You're cool with that. I'm cool with that. Because now what they're doing is – so Potomac – to Frederick, or sorry, Lynchburg to Frederick, which is where Potomac is going, and then they're going to Carolina after that. So it's a three-and-a-half-hour drive one way. That's then they could have spent the five-hour drive to the next place. Now they have to go back those three hours to play the one game on Monday, and then another three-and-a-half well, hours hey, to the next Hey, welcome to baseball. Get over it. But would you rather have the extra travel or just knock out all three games in the one day? Yeah, well, they should have played the games. They should have played the games. You probably got it over with. But the, the other way is, is the baseball way, and, hey, that's the way it is. How many that's times, why, that's how why many you look times? at a guy like Colin Ray and he's sitting on the couch here and he looks so happy and comfortable now. 
because he's in the big leagues yeah. now and he's charter flights charter flights that, people are yeah. carrying Jungle his bags you remember he the doesn't bus, have to worry about bus. those bus trips back and forth between yeah. games i can I, I can remember going into midland texas like 23 hours in a bus from alexandria louisiana here we go with bus straight yeah, not to the hotel straight to the ballpark get out <laughs> put the uni on, show and go you know and i was just so excited because i was the starting pitcher in that first game you know one seven to five Real pretty game to watch. <laughs> I mean, we were coming. All right. You just waffled off a bus. <laughs> yeah, let's go. You let's know, play nine. BP. All right. You know, yeah. it was amazing. No, yeah. Minor yeah, league baseball. That, hey, that's is something the way else. it was, man. It was good. You need to spend a little time in the minors to appreciate Ooh. just how wonderful life yep. is for these guys. That's in the a big good leagues. call. Yeah, you want to pull some tarp, get on those twelve-hour overnight buses. It's it's, it's rough. You know, you know that dream, line. that goal you have to get to the big leagues. You play about two years in minor league baseball. That dream really gets, gets accelerated a little Get bit. Get me huh? out of here, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. no, I can, I can believe it. Start working. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I forget. I saw it on Twitter. I forget who found it. But the only Major League Baseball triple header since 1890 was a triple header between the Reds and the Pirates, October 2nd, 1920. Yeah, but they played three nines probably. And they got done in five hours combined yeah, all like three games. Guys. How about I that? Have, you know huh? what? I have meant to ask you, how did you ever get through a game in an hour and a half? Because did they just not have commercials back when you pitched? Yeah, it, would be, it would be almost impossible. You would have to almost get every out on the first pitch. And you were you know doing what? that regularly yeah, back in the lot, 70s. Yeah, I did a lot, but my average, my average probably 10 pitches on inning, you know, and I worked fast. Yeah. And I didn't warm up with eight pitches. That's stupid. I'd throw five, and why waste the Get out there three? and go, yeah. You know, and it wasn't like we had a TV break because we weren't ever on TV. Right. So no, I, throw, I throw the five yeah. pitches, throw it That's down. The, the guys in the batter's box, and, all that stuff. And the yeah. umpires love me. I, I throw the other three. I go, let's, let's play. Let's yeah, go. Let's save them. Um, all right. So things ain't like they used to be, but I guess we knew that already with you, Randy, <laughs> didn't we? Uh, calling all University of San Diego students, fans, and alumni. Join the Padres for USD night at Petco on Friday when the Padres take on the Mets. With a special theme game ticket package, you'll receive a limited edition USD-themed Padres hat. Get your tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. It's not beer fest. Is there anything like that? Uh, no. Wine fest on Friday. Here we Woo, go. Here we so. go, man. We're you won't get Randy in a wine hour. fest. Negative. Right you after this. You won't get him at a wine fest. <laughs> Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We're back here in the AMR studio, taking up to noon today, a full morning show as the Padres and Rockies get set. Not too many tweets coming in on hashtag PadresSH. I guess all our fans may be still sleeping. So Can't tweet in the AM. Yeah, no. it's tough. So to give us something to talk about, we brought in this guy, AJ Casavell, MLB.com beat writer for the Padres, making, we talked in spring training, but making your in-stadium, your Petco Park social hour studio set mm -hmm. debut. Yeah, they say spring spring stats don't count. Well, no. spring social hour appearances don't count. I'll right. count this one as my as my real debut. This is your rookie debut. Uh, hopefully it. the pressure and the bright lights don't get to you. But, uh, yeah, let's talk some Padres. Well, first let's talk the beat. You took over for Corey Brock, who nine years on the beat made a lot of friends. A lot of people really respected him. Uh, anybody missing him, like giving you hate tweets, like you're – you know, we just don't like you. Or do people love you? <laughs> like, hey, you're better than Corey. Has it gone one way or the other it's so far? It's impossible not to miss Corey because he was such a such a presence. But uh, so far, I've gotten all positive responses from the fans. It's been it's been fun. Uh, Corey is is still working for MLB.com, and I right. still I still work with him on occasion. So uh, that's that's kind of fun. It uh, is May the Fourth be with you day. So he's kind of like Obi Wan coming back from the other side to guide you through your. Your guy Jedi, Jedi warrior. Yeah. yeah, not a Star Wars guy, but I get that. I get okay, that nice. Yeah, that's a Star Wars 101. 
Um, no, so let's ask you, I mean, about this team. Obviously, you have been covering them since Peoria, and you've been here now for this whole regular season. Do you know what this team is yet? Because we're having a hard time figuring them out. They're just so inconsistent. Do you have a finger on the pulse of what this Padres team is? No, and it's I, I think the whole division, no one really has a finger on the pulse of, of what any of the five teams are. Uh, the Padres, obviously, it's settled down a little bit from that fir those first couple weeks where it was shut out and then 16 runs and then shut out. Uh, it, it's it's kind of settled a little bit, but there's so many injuries, too. Yeah. And a, with a lot of those injuries, we don't know kind of where they are in, in terms of getting back from those injuries. And that'll go a long way toward telling us what we have with these Padres. Yeah, one guy we know that's gone for a while now is Rob Erlin. I mean, that's that's just really a bad news it's a it's a it's a terrible break for a young guy that's already been what hurt twice and then really impressed his first couple of outings this year and now he's gone for a whole year 14 months for Tommy John surgery uh, I mean do the Padres even remotely count on him for 2017 or what do you do with a guy like that yeah I, obviously he needs to he hasn't even yet figured out when he's getting the surgery or where or with who but uh, I think they kind of hope maybe mid 2017 uh, 14 months being the, the yeah. what being the possible return. Uh, it's it's really a tough break because, like you said, he looked really good in those first two starts. You have to kind of throw the third one out because his velocity was way down as a result of that elbow injury. Uh, we spoke with him yesterday. He's obviously kind of kind of visibly disappointed, disheartened yeah. with the news. He's got to be. But he's uh, uh, every other year for the last. This is the, this will be the third time he's dealt with elbow trouble. So. If you want to try and put a positive light on it, it'll it's he can kind of get it out of the way and not really have to worry about the elbow maybe acting up again in the future. Yeah, just go back to square one with it and start fresh. That's what yeah we had mentioned yesterday. Well, yeah, silver lining. It's tough to pull one out of Tommy John surgery, but right. that's one to take. Sometimes you come back throwing harder after yeah. Tommy John surgery too. There's a second silver lining. Yeah, so uh, we'll see with him. Uh, you're on this. You're on the road with this team too, and you see, you know, talk to guys like Robbie after situations like yesterday. But you're pretty much embedded with these guys. It's was a lot of new names and faces getting thrown together in spring training. How are you seeing them coalescing so far in the clubhouse through the slumps, through some of the good times? What kind of group is this that you're seeing from your reporters' eyes? Yeah, and it. People say it all the time. We don't get too high. Don't get too low. That's kind of been the mo with this Padres team because they. They've certainly had every possibility to get too high and too low, too low mm. after the first series, too high after scoring 29 runs yeah. in the next two games after that. Uh, and that's a that's a mantra you really need as a baseball team because it, it is a long season. I mean, to go again with the cliche, it is a marathon. Uh, not so a sprint. It's not <laughs> a sprint. Uh, it's not a sprint yet. It will be in September, yeah. but we're a long way away from that. Uh, so they've, they've kind of taken that mindset, which uh, I, it's, I mean, that's that's what you need. Andy Green hit the uh, hit his introductory press conference out of the ballpark. I mean, when he first showed up, I mean, he lit everybody up at his first press conference, and everybody, I think, liked him right off the bat. How has he handled his team from what you've seen? How has he handled the media? How has he handled everything that goes along with being a first-year manager? He's been great. I think one of the things that stuck out to me was after the San Francisco series, after the, they, the third game when they got swept last week, uh, it could have kind of been time for some people to panic, and his response was he was he was clearly upset with with the results, but it was hey things can kind of turn on a dime in baseball. You just have to keep working. And and over the past week, I mean, their only loss since then their only loss is a Clayton Kershaw gem. Kershaw. So I think that's that's part of the the presence that he has. He's also he's he, he's never content. Uh, he, he said. Uh, 
after they had beaten L.A. on, on Saturday night to win their first series in Los Angeles in three years, he said, well, hey, now now we want to sweep. Uh, yeah. I, I, they didn't get that, and he was he was upset that they didn't put together better at-bats against Clayton Kershaw. Now some managers would kind of say, hey, it's Clayton Kershaw, but he, he wants to beat the best, and I think that kind of that kind of mindset is only a is only a good thing for a team. And one thing you told us in spring training, and Andy loves these things too, advanced stats that you're a big guy incorporating that into it. I think you have Derek Norris's exit velo tattooed somewhere on your body. That seems <laughs> to be your favorite stat so far. Hmm. But uh, any other good stats that you think tell the story of this season so far? Well, for the Padres, yeah. So so the two kind of advanced stats I've been. I've been working with so far. The one is Derek Norris's exit velocity. It, it has gone down a little bit in, re, in a couple days, in the last couple days. Uh, but if he can stop striking out, the numbers would seem to indicate that he'll kind of put it together at the plate. The other one is Ryan Buchter's spin rate. Yeah. Now I've talked about that a little <laughs> bit. Uh, now Ryan Ryan Buchter's. Uh, what do you mean he's going to be a figure skater someday? Exactly. Oh, yes. Okay. The spin yeah. rate of his fastball. Ah, I so, see. So the spin rate of fastball. Basically, how many revolutions uh, per minute? They have ways to wow. track this kind of stuff. Essentially, what it says is, and none of this is none of this is new. It's just we have new ways of qualifying it. It's when people say there's late life on a fastball. Well, generally those fastballs have a higher spin rate. So uh, with with Bookter, his fastball is precisely the league average in velocity. Uh, he throws at 92.2 miles per hour on average, but. He's getting guys to swing and miss. I think he has 19 strikeouts this season, and 18 of them have come with his four-seam so fastball, which is the league average. The spin rate is what's getting it done that's, for him. That's part of it. I mean, part of it is, uh, and a Andy Green will say it's it's his uh, just his his desire to attack. He he doesn't really mess around, and uh, and Brian Bookter himself kind of backed that up. He says, "I don't really want to." I'm not going to waste a pitch ever. He uh, looks good. He's yeah. looking good right now. I like the lefty. Uh, one advanced stat that we don't like is one for that we can all see and understand, and that is the fact that the Padres are 0 and 8 in the final game of a series. That's this not year. advanced. That's just a plain that's old what I'm stat. Yeah, that's just a plain old deal. And of course, that's what faces them today as they try to get the sweep against the Rockies. I, I can't imagine that's anything but a coincidence right now, isn't it? It's got to be a coincidence. I mean. 0 and 8. I, f I feel like maybe you get three or four more of those, then it's then the sample size is big enough. But it's it's so, it's still so early. I yeah. mean, we're a month into the season, yeah. so I, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. Yeah, it might be the brooms today. Uh, we can't let you go without some Game of Thrones talk. So I got to ask you: is, <laughs> is Bran Stark the Will Myers of this season for Game of Thrones? You think? Is Bran Stark the Will Myers? How so? Now that he, he's back and he's kind of was on the shelf for a while, couldn't really get in his groove, yeah. but now could be a real kind of game changer yeah. moving forward. I think that's that's a pretty good analogy because uh, we're going to see a lot of things happen this season that are a result of Brand's presence. Right. And we may see a lot of things happen this season that are a result of, of Will Myers being healthy. Yeah, so far with his bat. I agree sure. with him wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> Chris has no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> so we'll have to end it there. AJ. Big well, week for Brand this week, I think. I'm huge week, it. yeah, and huge week for Will. He had the the go ahead or the game tying RBI yesterday, and maybe Brand Stark can return the favor. AJ Castle, thanks so much for swinging by, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It won't be the last time, so get used to this. <laughs> all right, calling all casual wine drinkers and connoisseurs, Padres Wine Fest, presented by Southwest Airlines, returns this Friday before the Padres take on the Mets at 7.40. Sample wines from local and regional wineries, and don't miss the assortment of Maui Jim sunglasses available. Get tickets at Padres.com slash party. Padres Social Hour comes right back after this. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. 
Right, thank you, AJ Castle, and also Colin Ray, both of our guests here this week. And now we're back to the starting battery here, Randy Jones and Chris Ella. Couple left-handers. He looked official with hour. his uh, media badge on, so I thought I'd give it a shot. Yeah, somebody who was it? I think Good for you. <laughs> somebody, uh, Friar Fever, I think, tweeting in again, says uh, he loves how AJ has to wear it. Like, no, seriously, I work here. I replaced Corey Brock. I'm, r I'm legit. Yeah. So I like the look on you, Chris. It's nice. I like the look of the Maybe we should have, badge, uh, yeah. you know, wear your badge day. Got every other day in the. Every yeah, other. Randy's not a big fan of May the Fourth be with you and all those funny well, days. Tomorrow is, uh, you know, tomorrow's Cinco, Cinco de, de Mayo, right? It's yeah. also Junior Seau's favorite day because it's five five. Five five. Yeah, yeah I like Junior that. Junior Seau loved May. The uh, we have one tweet come in uh, from Julio Grado one four eight nine saying. We helped Shields, Padres. We fought back for cash. Now let's go for the KO and sweep the Rockies and get Vargas his first win. Uh, that'd be nice. That'd we be mentioned great. it before, 0-8 in series finales this year. Cesar Vargas has been great his two starts. Still nothing to show for it, though, in the win column. But I think today could be the day. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, everyone, you know, back here at home, and you know, I've really enjoyed watching Vargas pitch. The cutter's looking really well, good. You know, like in the word is pitch. Yeah. And after throwing Pitching, he got a real good idea, and right. even seeing him through the second time in the lineup, the third time, you know, briefly the lineup. I, I like but it's a huge I, advantage, I like right, facing teams for the very first time. Oh, I mean, yeah, I know the Rockies will have a little film on him, but not much of a book. Yeah, I mean, yeah not much of a book in that nice. field. Get, get in the box and see what you know how it looks. Yeah, right. You know, you can't. You and with a cutter, I feel like that's a pitch where until you actually see it live, you don't really get the movement of a guy until you're actually yeah, in the box. Fun. So, and, but yeah, but also I think that, that that cutter is so good, predicated on that good breaking ball. We'll yeah. Keep seeing. Yeah. You know, and you suddenly you're going to run into maybe you're having trouble spotting the ball, like the curveball, like Pomerantz, the same thing. Yep. If you spot that real well. Ooh, I mean, you can't hit that Good if, luck. You're, if you're sitting on the fastball and yeah. vice versa. Right. And I think also, lesson from last night, though, let's not fall behind 3 4 nothing again and take That'd our chances. That would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that well, again. Well, yeah, if, if you can slam the door, I mean, that's key. Slam the door, the, you know, the first three innings if you can. Yeah. Uh, and give, give the Padre offense an opportunity. And I think that kind of inspires them and gets them a little fired up. Yeah, I think so, you too. You know, when, when you get through the first three and you're not giving up anything, and then scratch out a couple of runs. Hey, it, that's and good. It, rising good. tide, it lifts all the ships. We'll talk about that offense when we come back. Chris, you have a pick to make against Blooper in the mm. Supercuts Challenge, so stick around for that. Padre Social Hour comes back to finish things up right after this. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. All right, we are getting you set here in the AMR studio for first pitch, which is coming up in less than an hour between the Rockies. How come nobody and the has Padres. mentioned these boots yet? Yeah, RJ's got some nice ones oh, today. Yeah, hey, rattlesnake. Rattlesnake. He's a Ooh, snake you bet. today. Gonna bite you. No, he had to wear them today because it's supposed to be a little bit wet, so we'll be wearing Save the game. those for the. We're wearing the gamers this week. Yeah, Save those for the Diamondbacks. Right. All right, time now. I like that. All right, time now for today's lineup, and it is brought to you by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. We got John Jay in center field leading off, then Will Myers at first base, Matt Kemp in right field, one, two, three. Brett Wallace had that home run last night. He's hitting cleanup again in third base. Melvin Upton Jr. in left. Alexei Ramirez at shortstop. Christian Bethencourt getting the start today behind the plate. Jamile Weeks playing a great second base, and then Cesar Vargas making the start on the mound. Now, yesterday, this was a tough decision to make yesterday. And Looper let me guess who you went Looper with. Looper picked Blue Will Drake. Myers, and Brady Phelps on the couch picked Matt Kemp. They both went two for four. Kemp had the solo home run that broke up the no-hitter, got them on the board. Myers but had two RBIs. 
and his RBI was the game tying he RBI. Goes, so goes, I'm picking Will Myers. He goes blooper for gets blooper the point. every time. Yeah, yeah. He goes for blooper every time. How, how are those free dinners going? They're getting pretty good. The couch has to post a clear victory in order to get your vote. Well, now it's your pick today, so who are you taking yeah, for this clear victory? You won't victory? see him. He can't even argue with you. You can no, come back tomorrow. To we told Brady, too. Tweet at us. Come here in person. Feel free. you got to make a pick. We're running out of time. <laughs> Melvin Upton, Jr. All right. Today. And Blooper looking for a three-game winning streak. All you have to do, Blooper. Blooper, is find some guy to get a bloop single. He'll pick him. What you got? Matt Kemp. All right, I like oh. it. Using the catcher's uh, medicine from yesterday. I see the, now. It was the game-tying RBI. How are you going to – they had the same exact line. Yeah, yeah, but if Matt go Kemp, there, Mike. He had two ribbies. Kemp had just the one. But if Kemp doesn't hit, hit that home run, the Padre offense probably never gets going last You night. have no way to prove that. You know what? I you think, don't know I, that. I think Andy Green should be the, you know, the decision guy. I think he should be asked every yeah, day who he, wins. He has enough time on his plate to deal with our shenanigans. I'll, you, I'll make that happen. All you got to do is ask Yeah, you, you go in there instead of me. I will. Yeah. That'll be uh, See what the score a favor is that I'll have to call in. Uh, at Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. All right, what do you guys say? 0-8 in series finales. Does that end today? That ends today. Yeah, I Tyler like Chatwood's been actually pitching pretty well for Colorado, but I like Vargas to shut him down early in the game. And uh, – the boys come through today. And yeah. it would be a sweep. We finally see the brooms. Tomorrow, Bill Center and Jordan Carruth are back with me at 5.30 as the Mets are in town. Thank you, Colin Ray. Thank you, A.J. Casavell. Good job today, Blooper. And all of you, may the fourth be with you. See ya.